a greyhound to the county line She's reading Marx and Lenin all the time She says, Jesus freak, you're such a fool I say, Satan loves you, thinks you're cool She's a socialist of the highest degree I'm a communist, her mother hates me You're an anarchist, you don't want anything from me I'm a Satanist, at least that's what I think I Yep, that's Vex. That's Asher. And this, this is, is Speak of the, the Devil, <laughs> the podcast yeah. that we're recording late in the middle of the night. Because I felt guilty watching more episodes of Riverdale. And had a compulsion to be productive. And we're both wide awake. So. We're going to record this podcast early so I actually have time to edit it properly this week. And that's exciting. It is exciting. You know. Much as I would like to stick to a weekly podcast schedule, um, uh-huh. other podcasters that I have spoken to, you know, casual podcasters uh-huh. who don't make money from it, have uh, expressed the opinion that that's insane and ambitious and that monthly is hard enough. Huh. Well, I mean, we've managed to keep up weekly before. We have. We have. So we're uh, we're weekly right now. Yep. <laughs> well, let's see. Do we have any announcements? Don't think so. I mean, you know, we have services coming up, but yeah, we have um, mass, and if you want to go to that, you should email morningstarcongregation at gmail dot com. And we will vet you a little bit. Yep. And if you seem like a nice person who is not a Nazi and doesn't think that Satanism is all about sacrificing cats and or not a Christian who is trying to save our souls, Yep. then we'll probably give you the info. Yep. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Um, So our topic today is sort of linked to why we are wide awake at, you know... 1 a.m. The world always wide awake at 1 a.m., okay, baby. Well, <laughs> I was going for a segue, and you just had to destroy it. I don't want people to think that we're, you know... Morning people? Yes. No, the earliest we wake up is 10 a.m., generally. And that's definitely still early for me. <laughs> um. Anyway. As I was saying... We were up super late last night and then slept in super late today because we were doing sex magic. Which is a thing. Incidentally, the topic of this podcast. Exactly. And so, why would a satanic podcast talk about sex magic? Why wouldn't it? Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On a side note, before we really get into anything serious or... substantiative or interesting if there's any risk of us doing that indeed on this rambly podcast i want to note that the satanic doo-wop band yes that is a thing twin temple has a lovely song called sex magic good and you should check it out yes no they're not paying us to advertise i just think that they're cool and that you should know that satanic doo-wop about sex magic exists this is true it's very important And also, you know, I think that we kind of thought that sex magic would be the kind of topic that the prurient would want in a satanic podcast. Yes. Although, fuck the prurient. Or, you know, don't fuck them. I mean, I don't know. I'm perfectly willing to entertain people. Well, it is sort of your job. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Let me entertain you. Okay. Uh, (laughs) If we keep bursting in the song in the middle of episodes, we're going to get slapped with some kind of copyright infringement eventually, right? I don't know. (laughs) Parody is allowed. That's true. Parody is allowed. So, yeah, sex magic is um, an interesting and very broad topic, as you might be able to tell from the name. Mm-hmm. Any combination of sex, 
with magic could be considered sex magic. Yep. Um, Typically, this means sexual acts to attain a magical end. Or magical acts to attain a sexual end. Although, we don't approve of things like, you know, love spells. Yep. Spells that are trying to magically uh, coerce someone into being attracted to you. Yep. That's creepy. That is creepy and shitty. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of magical means to attain sexual ends, things like, you know, ways to enhance pleasure. Yep. Um, That's... You know, consensually with a partner, you can do spells to strengthen your relationship or sexual bond. Yep. Um, Been there, done that. Good times. Yep. Yeah. Um, But more often, it's using sexual energy for magical purposes. Yes. And um, Alistair Crowley was, of course, kind of the major pioneer of sex magic in people had, magic. People had been doing it before, but he really made it a thing. He really, really did. And we talked about that a little bit a couple... Or well, last episode. Yeah, last episode. Yikes. How time does fly. Um, yes. So, I mean, sex magic today really runs the gamut between um, mm-hmm. just, like, sort of wishing upon an orgasm, as some people call it, <laughs> you know, like, just masturbating or having sex with a partner and, like, basically, like, casting a spell with Using, your orgasm. Yeah. Um, a lot of chaos magicians will charge their sigils by masturbating while staring at them or masturbating while yep. sitting on them or masturbating and ejaculating onto them or i don't know any number of things rubbing a sigil on a piece of paper up and down your dick or all over your clit or whatever you have yeah um <laughs> you get the idea yep you know draw it on your vibrator whatever oh that's not a bad idea yeah um jack parsons who we love and who we really should do a full episode oh, we or will. two on eventually um is kind of famous for the babylon working yeah which is basically him masturbating onto enochian tablets while well, classical music played and l ron hubbard watched awkwardly in a corner and that is l ron hubbard of scientology fame yep same guy you heard that right um all with the intention of causing an elemental to manifest as a sexual partner for jack so that they could conceive babylon the great in an earthly incarnation like you do like you do so sex magic can get a uh, pretty complicated yep even though when you get right down to it what old jack was doing was pretty much just the masturbating with intent thing but onto enochian tablets well l ron hubbard watched which makes it fancier somehow Yes. I, and it, the classical music. Can't forget the classical yep, music. No, that, that's <laughs> a uh, fancy touch there. Classy. <laughs> Makes it classy, yes. Don't um, forget, kids. As long as you have classical music playing, it's classy. Yeah. Even if you're literally fucking a chicken carcass that you bought at the grocery store. Incidentally, we haven't done that before. I am not advocating it. It's something that some creepy dude on the internet proudly told me he had done one time. Yeah. As a conversation opener. But anyway, I digress. I hope that wasn't sex magic. I don't think that's sex magic. Don't do that. (laughs) Moving right along. Yes. So Um, Sex magic could also be using sexual fluids in a spell, like maybe in a spell jar. And that's that's very, that's a classic. Yeah, that's very... um, Well, I want to call it traditional Satanism, but the funny thing about a lot of those sort of classical Satanic witch moves is maybe no one actually did them, and the Inquisitors were just really good at making weird shit up. This is also true. I mean, like, sexual fluids show up in a lot of folk magic, though. That's true. That's true. Like, not even Satanic, just, like, traditional folk magic. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Um, yes. Sex magic can also involve things such as, and here's where we get deep, deep, deep into woo land, but 
whatever. We live there. We we genuinely do. We live, live there. there. Um, sex magic could involve having sex with a demons or deities or spirits. Yep, you can do that. You can do that. Now, you might be going, hold the phone. Wait, how the fuck can one do that? There's a number of ways. Yep, you can always visit them in the astral realm. Uh, okay, we should probably explain what the fuck astral travel is a little bit. All right, so do you want to explain or shall I? Um, well, I'll explain astral projection, okay. aka the thing that almost no one is amazing enough to do, and then you can explain astral travel. Uh-huh. So when people hear about the astral plane, they usually think of astral projection, which is having a full body, uh -huh. a full out-of-body experience mm -hmm. um, and going to some other plane and it feels like you're absolutely there physically, you know, real as waking life. Yep. That shit's hard. You can do it. I don't personally know anyone who can do it, but it is a thing people I do. You do? I've... Oh. I've had some of those experiences. Oh. Cool. Anyway. Well, my very psychic boyfriend lying right next to me has done that. It's unusual even for me, though. Like, it's not... You don't know how to induce it reliably? I don't know how to induce it reliably. It sometimes just happens if I yeah, get deep enough. Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, and that's another thing. Some of these types of experiences happen spontaneously. And yeah. we'll get to that more in a minute. Yes. Astral travel, on the other hand, is fairly easy. Yes. Um, it's essentially a form of meditation. Yep. You just clear out your mind. You want to be pretty good at visualization. Yep. I mean, you, you don't have to be, but the better you are at visualization, the better time you're going to have. Yep. And um, you just... There are certain methods for going to different places. Mm -hmm. All of the methods are kind of along the lines of guided meditation. Yep. But you uh, you let yourself go to that place and meet the beings who are there and interact with them. Mm -hmm. And if you would like to, perhaps. And they'd like to as well. Yes. Consent matters, including with demons. You yeah. might have a good time, is what we're trying to say. Yep. Um, I think the main tricky thing about astral travel is people, when they start out, often feel like they're just kind of daydreaming. Yes. Um, and it is possible, if you lack mental discipline, I would say, which all of us do from time to time, yep. to go into daydreaming and fantasizing rather than into the meditation where you're really yes. letting your consciousness wander. It's kind of, um, it's about how much you're controlling what's going on. Yes. Not in terms of like, obviously you can control your actions in the astral plane. Yes. But... You don't want to feel like you're controlling... The other beings. Exactly. Exactly. You want to be open to what they, they are want. doing. Yes. And what they're trying to tell you. Exactly. Otherwise, you're just in your own head. Um, so, yes, that is... That's pretty much how I started demon fucking. Yep. Um, actually, that's not entirely true, but I'll get to that later. Some people yeah. have spontaneous sleep paralysis experiences that are with succubi. Or incubi. Or incubi, yep. And this is sort of the classic incubus succubus experience. Yep. Will happen during a sleep paralysis episode and it could be a hallucination. It could actually be a succubus having fun with you. Who knows? Yep. Um But it often sure is terrifying. Yeah. Um, that's, I haven't really heard a lot of Satanists having sleep paralysis experiences. Yeah. Although the ones that I do know who have had those, yes. um, enjoyed them and saw them in a positive light. Yes. So it, yeah. So, you know, go figure. Um, if yep. you're happy that a demon's showing up to fuck you, then you're happy about it. <laughs> yep. Um, if you have weird, complicated feelings, well... Then that wasn't very consensual. Yep. 
And <laughs> the demon should not have done that. Yes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> um, so let's see. We've covered astral travel as a method of demon fucking. Astral projection, obviously, mm -hmm. could be as well if you can manage it. Um, sleep paralysis. Yeah, that was the time I managed to get those scratch marks. Astral travel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was uh, really weird. Vix had an astral experience with Lucifer. And um, when he uh, returned from the meditation, had inexplicable scratch marks on his back. And they were, like, they were spaced more widely apart than... Than his fingers can stretch, actually. And also, I mean, I looked at them. He couldn't have made them on himself because he's not flexible enough to... And, like, I'm quite flexible, but not that flexible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously you don't have to believe us, but I saw that shit. Yep. It was freaky. And, you know, if you... That kind of phenomena is actually very well known. Um, even has been, you know, empirically observed. Yep. And um, the scientific explanation tends to be that it's sort of a psychosomatic suggestion. Yeah. And I think that's partly right. Um, the connection of the body to the mind um, is weird. Is weird and has manifested like weird spontaneous markings on all sorts people of people before and you know, even things like psychosomatic pregnancy. Yep. Where you like your belly swells up and you have all the morning sickness and yep everything but there's no baby like that's a thing that does occasionally happen look it up like weird shit happens yeah we live in a weird world <laughs> we do um a lot of psychosomatic pregnancies and alleged cases of demon possession by the way but you yeah know. um another way to have sex with gods or demons or angels i guess if that's your thing for some reason uh <laughs> Do it, those even have sex? You know, according to some weird Christian mystics, they do. Okay. And then probably according to the more orthodox, they were actually fucking demons. Like you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, the other way is, of course, to have... Have a partner who channels. Yep. Um, which I do right here. And I do too, actually. Yeah, actually, um, as of last night, I channeled more successfully than i ever have for probably two or three hours um yes yeah um and that was cool yes it felt really weird felt weird for me too but mm -hmm. honestly excellent excellent and excellent sex really good sex like we were saying we were up late doing sex magic um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> of course, we weren't just doing that for funsies. No, we weren't just doing it for funsies, but we can, I think, get to that in a minute. Yes. I'm trying to think right now if there's other methods of, um, oh, yeah, so there's there's kind of a few other uh -huh. methods of sexual interaction with uh -huh. seemingly intangible things. Yes. Um, actually, my first experience, I was awake but in a trance uh-huh and i kind of just felt um something go inside me felt like fingers yeah um and it was during an interaction i was having um with lucifer i was doing some pendulum divination talk yes. to him. it was very surprising and very welcome um but usually sort of those spontaneous um mm -hmm. eyes open kind of feeling something physical but not being able to see anything yeah. it doesn't seem to happen all that often for most people yeah i definitely i've had those now and yeah. then as long as you feel yourself get touched it's not even always sexual yep just sort of like i've definitely felt lucifer snuggles i i had some very 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 vivid lilith snuggles <laughs> one time um yeah actually i Vix was lying in bed next to me, but we were both on our backs. Mm -hmm. But I was convinced that Vix was lying on his side with his arms around me and like his leg over me. 
Mm -hmm. because I felt that physical sensation so vividly. And then I realized that I could also feel Vicks next. And it was like this weird overlap of planes. I could feel both. Yes. But I, I was actually feeling Lilith more vividly than the physical for a minute there. Yep, that does happen. Yeah. So, you know, every now and then shit gets very weird. Um... Now, are you going to have, like, a full-blown, entirely visible, physical manifestation of Satan himself in your living room banging the shit out of you without being channeled? I mean, let me know if it happens, and maybe I'll believe you. Yeah. And, uh, you're lucky. Yep. Um, that kind of thing is not particularly typical. (laughs) Yes. Um, would that it were that easy. <laughs> yes. Then again, I don't know, people who um, really get into ceremonial magic, D- typically they're people using goetic summoning techniques that I think are kind of sketchy. Yep, you should not do that. To- but um, they've, people have claimed some pretty full-blown uh, yep. apparitions. So, so you never know. Yep. You never know. You might end up with Lucifer just deciding to come into your living room and bang Bang the the shit shit out out of you. you. Yeah. Lucky you. Yep. (sighs) Um, what? (laughs) My co-host is playing Love Nikki during the podcast again, which always degrades the quality of his contributions. And he doesn't even realize it. (laughs) It's true, though, honey. (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> so now that we've established some ways of fucking deities, um, which is just one of many types of sex magic, yes, um, you know, you can get quite elaborate with sex magic. I mean, you can include elaborate ritual, mm-hmm. you can get channeling involved, um, you can i mean honestly i've mostly done sex magic for kind of high magic purposes and that's in massive air quotes you know there's kind of this division if you're not familiar with the terminology between low magic which is like for personal gain and kind of mundane things yeah and high magic which is the magic of trying to spiritually ascend or what have you and um only time I've really done sex magic for sort of low magic uh-huh. purposes was when I made my pact with King Payman. We also did low magic on um, Valentine's Day-ish. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like strengthening our love for each other might kind of be high magic. That's true. Um, But yeah, I, I made a pact with king payman mm-hmm. um to help me with uh, getting into and paying for school and things around the church and such mm-hmm. um and part of my end of the bargain originally was to have sex with him yeah which i was quite happy to do and um that's worked out quite well overall yeah so far um so yeah, using sex as part of demonic pacts is definitely something you can do. Ask the demon first. Ask the demon first, and um, you know you want to be able to negotiate that shit. Yep. So we're assuming before you're making a pact like this that you've established communication via pendulum or spirit board or tarot or maybe you're just lucky enough to be so psychic that you don't need any of that shit. Yeah, which hey that does happen. It does happen. Um but you you want two-way communication. You want your contract to be negotiated. Yes. And you want sex to be negotiated contract or not. Yes, exactly. Um rules of good consent still apply. Mhm. Um sexual acts can be made as offerings to demons or deities. Again, ask first. Ask first, yes. Um, But a lot of them are quite fond of that. Yeah. And it's pretty common in both satanic and more general sort of pagan witchy communities. Yes. 
Um, and then you can also have sex with demons or other deities for ritual purposes. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where it gets into the weird high magic type of sex magic yes. stuff that we've mainly been doing together. Do we want to describe what we've been doing together? Um, I think we can share a bit about some of our workings. Okay. Um, we're kind of in a series of workings right now. Yep. Which may actually go on for years and years. Yeah. Or it might be done within the year. I don't really know what the timeline is. Yep. Um, but just sort of right around Christmas last year, I had a dream. Yep. Where I was visited by a entity called Nishimuron, which was not a name I was familiar with. But when I Googled it, I found out that Nishimuron is mm -hmm. a prince of the Klipote. And um, explaining exactly what the Klipote is is a little bit outside the... It's sort of like the inverse side of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. And if you don't know what that is, give it a Google. Yeah, and we will be talking about all of that shit sometime soon. We yes. promise. But it's a big topic. It is. <laughs> and we want to really do it justice. Yes. But for now, essentially, the Klipote is a... It's known as the Tree of Knowledge or the Tree of Death, and it is a series of spheres or realms yeah linked together by passageways or paths or tunnels yep um that different demons preside over yeah both the realms and the pathways yes and you can sort of work your way up this tree yep or down based on your sense of direction yep um as sort of a path of luciferian uh, spiritual ascense, ascension, hopefully towards apotheosis. Yes. Um, so I had not really planned to fuck with the Klipote anytime soon because yep. it's a big deal. But I got this dream. Um, Nishimuron yep. is a prince of Nehemoth, which is the sphere of the Klipote that is closest to this world and yes. is ruled over by Nama. Who's lovely. And so... You know, Nehemoth is where most people would start, generally. Yeah. And I really felt I'd received an invitation. Yes. So, we had to try and figure out how to enter the Klipote. Yes. And um, what Nama communicated was that the best way to do this was by entering... Nama. Her. <laughs> Yes, and there was a little bit more to the ritual. I had to offer her a coin. Um, yeah. Sort of like paying the ferryman. Yep. Um, and, uh, yes, so we did that ritual and hung out in Nehemoth for a little while. Yep. Having um, rather eye-opening revelations. Yep. Um, related to that realm. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, this is an initiatory path. And it is you, an initiatory path. When you do anything initiatory... Shit happens in your life. Yep. And, you know, you can you can exit the Klipa, you can try to banish, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but you initiated, and that means you put things in motion within yourself. Yep. And you can't turn that shit off. So we did Nehemoth. And then we went up to the next sphere, Gamaliel, which is Lilith's realm. Yep. And um, I think we thought we weren't going to do sex magic that time, but totally ended up doing sex magic. Yep. Um, that ritual also involved chalkboard paint. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing that I've done that's kind of cool is I've painted the door of the temple in our house. Yes, we're lucky enough to have a house temple. I would be sick with envy, too, if I didn't. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we painted the door of the temple with chalkboard paints so that sigils can be drawn on it to turn it into a portal. Yeah, um, to wherever you need to go. 
Yeah, you know, spiritually speaking. Yes. We can't, <laughs> like, go to Paris. Or, you know, like, Safeway. Yeah. It'd be really convenient if we could just do our shopping that way. But no, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, after Nehemoth, I'm kind of expecting all of the subsequent sphere workings to involve the door to the temple yep. being used as a portal. Yep, because, um, uh, yeah, the first time we used... We used uh, Nama's... Vagina. Yes. <laughs> as a portal which worked quite well yep. <laughs> um but yeah so had a, a ritual with lilith in yep. gamaliel and then i realized that gamaliel is a really trippy place that is very difficult for me to handle because it is extremely abstract and dreamlike and weird and um it's the first realm on the astral plane, and uh, I had no idea what was going on in my life, and Vix had even less idea what was going on. I mean, I have no idea what's going on at any time. Yes, but you usually don't almost set the house on fire, <laughs> which happens. Yep. Watch for that, incidentally, if you decide to do clithotic workings. Yeah, this, this is why they keep saying ground, you know, all the, like... Witches on Tumblr are telling you to ground yourself, and if you're like me, you're rolling your eyes. But that shit's real. Yep. Like, make sure you're connected to material reality before you set your kitchen on fire, okay? Yep. Um, nothing bad that that. Nothing bad. that bad happened. We caught it in time. We just burned up a uh, kitchen rag. towel. Yeah, dish rag. <laughs> 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 so, um... It yes. was kind of revealed to me that I needed to go up to the Klippa of uh -huh. Samael um, in order to gain the tools that I need to spend a longer time in Gamaliel. Yep. So that's what we did last night. And um, that... for the first two workings, Vix had been the one to channel Nama and Lilith. Yep. And um, for the third working, I knew that I was going to have to channel Samael. Yes. Um, Samael is another name for Lucifer, loosely speaking. Yes. Um, and that went really well. Um, yeah. It was a somewhat elaborate ritual, and it was more sadomasochistic than I think any sex magic ritual we've done so far. Yeah. Well, intentionally. Other than that time that we accidentally beat you until you astral projected. Yes. While you were dressed as Jesus. Like you do. <laughs> that was the first time we played. <laughs> Good times. Um, yes. But yeah, it was somewhat elaborate ritual um, based on a segment from a text called the Zohar about the four deaths of Samael. Yep. And so we symbolically killed me and uh, revived me four times. Yep. Well, I, I was channeling... Uh, Aisheth Zenunim. Yep. Yes. Um, one of Samael's four lovely wives, as you might know from our previous episode. Yep. Um, and yeah, and we had sex. Um, I probably could have written that ritual without the sex magic, but at this point... This is just kind of how we're doing the clipote. It's a great way to raise energy. Yeah. Like. It really is. Like, it'll raise your energy efficiently and it gets it done, at least for us, fairly consistently. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we get to do these clipote workings, you know, as partners. Yeah. We're actually very lucky. Yeah. To have that. I think it. Helps. makes things easier and it also means that there's someone else right next to you who's going through the same weird or very similar weird bullshit yeah <laughs> the couple that prays together stays together yes indeed dear. <laughs> the couple that does sex magic together stays together mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yes so there is that it really it works very well um mm -hmm. so we're just fucking our way up the tree of knowledge which honestly seems like the right way to do it. It does, doesn't it? It just it, it feels just appropriate does. somehow. 
Um, you know, obviously there's non-satanic sex magic out there. There's plenty of it. I would say the majority of sex magic is non-satanic. Yep. Um, but there is actually quite a bit more that we could say on the topic of satanic sex magic. Yeah. I mean, for one thing, there's the tradition of the witch's sabbat. Yep, which is a big old picnic slash orgy in the woods. Yes, where everyone eats the devil's butthole out. Which we've mentioned before in the Satan's Salad episode. Go check it out. Yes. <laughs> We're so self-referential tonight. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, Satan does love getting his ass eaten. It really, there's a lot of lore that seems to agree that this you know, is in fact the case. I'm and it's really weird. surprised that Satan didn't ask me to eat his ass. Huh. I just don't really think that was the mood last night. True. Um, he was pretty focused on the novelty of uh, my particular plumbing. That's true. I'm a trans guy. So, yeah. We've mentioned this. Yes. We're both trans men. Yeah. So, I, I think he was um, just a lot more interested in the other hole. <laughs> <laughs> more novel. Although, yeah. I suppose he can have whatever the fuck junk he wants. Yep. In the normal course of his existence. <laughs> true. True. So, anyway, though, the witch's sabbat. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... A good old satanic ritual orgy. Yep. Um, the Black Mass can be partially considered sex magic. Yep. Or as we're kind of moving towards calling it the Massive Blasphemy. Because that's honestly more descriptive of what it is. Yes. And there's not really any need to just be going around going, oh yes, black, satanic, evil. Ah. Yep. I mean, obviously we like satan and we think that associating black with satan is a good thing but we live in a society yes with a particular climate around race and we don't need to contribute to that shit yes also like there are several other satanic masses that we're working on like the massive apotheosis yeah the black mass is historically a term for a very specific ritual mass, which is what we're calling the mass of blasphemy and if you know anything about satanic masses, well, it's probably the one that you think of if you know a little but not a lot. Yeah. You know, you've got the naked lady lying there and holding a lit candle in each hand. Yep. And there's a apostate Catholic priest and he's performing this blasphemous mass over this human altar. Yep. And... Um, profaning um a uh, consecrated host yep and uh holy wine um yes often described as doing things like rubbering rubbing the i can't talk rubbing the communion wafer like yes. against her vagina and stuff like that yep or ejaculating on it or what have you Yes, um, you know, all the sorts of things that... That one, one does. Yes. I mean... With Jesus? Well, you know how I feel about Jesus, baby. Like, I'm usually a bottom, but for that guy, I'd be a top. Yep. You can tell he loves to get nailed. I love you. I love you, too. And I'm a very bad person for making I mean, I was... Predictable-ass joke. You know, I, I was... No, seriously. I was Jesus the first time we played. Yep. Well, I... And then I astral projected and had a vision. <laughs> Very nice for you, dear. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when I perform the Massive Blasphemy, I don't... I don't usually make it that explicitly sexual. Um, yes. Partly because, like... I don't know. Our congregation is comfy with, like, you being naked but we don't want to make it weird we don't want to make it yeah it doesn't need to be that weird and also like <laughs> i don't know it seems like asking for like some kind of weird yeast infection or something it to really be, like does. rubbing bread bits yeah in there no i don't just... i don't need 
No. And, and do you really want, like, Jesus body, like, there? Ew, no. Yeah, no. So we don't do that. I usually just spit on it. Yep. And often stab it with a ritual knife. Yep. <laughs> because there's no need to make the, uh, you know, massive blasphemy weird. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> weird about that. You're just, like, saying the Lord's Prayer backwards and there's naked person and... Yeah, no. Good, wholesome... Good, wholesome, satanic fun. Yep. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do think that there is something to the erotic charge. Yes. Of the nude altar. Like... Yep. One doesn't want to be too prurient to the nude altar, but one doesn't want to completely desexualize it either. Yes. You know how I think people should relate to the nude altar? How should people relate to the nude altar? Oh, God, this might sound really pretentious. Say it. Well, like... Like an artistic nude, basically. Yes. Like, you know, some freaking like, painting of a naked person in a museum. Yes, exactly. Like, it is erotic. Yes. And you are allowed to, like, look at it and appreciate it. But you're not going to, like, try to touch it. Yep. Or, like, start jerking off. Yeah, you're not going to, Or making, like... like, You're not going to be, like, hubba hubba. At Botticelli's Venus. Exactly. You're not, like, rubbing one out looking at Botticelli's Venus. Uh, Unless maybe you're at home on the internet, in which case, you know what, that's your business. But... You know, I You know, not in the museum. (laughs) Yeah. No. Don't do that at the museum. You will get extremely arrested yes (laughs) (laughs) i feel like there's a good like comedy skit in here somewhere (sighs) like just some guy in an art museum who's acting like he's at a strip club and being a douchebag about being at a strip club and everyone else is just trying to be like bougie art appreciators yes and there's this guy who's just like making lewd comments about botticelli's venus and like (laughs) (laughs) good (laughs) i don't know like wearing sunglasses indoors or something (laughs) good good like you do popped collar anyway (laughs) yeah his name is chad i'm gonna stop now yes so yeah um i mean those are two like sex magic and satanism go together like chocolate and peanut butter mom and apple pie yep you know um they're a wonderful combo wonderful combo long long association um and which you know has also led to some non-satanic sex magic being looked upon as thoroughly satanic which it's not yeah i mean whether or not thelema is satanic is the ten thousand dollar question that i don't think anyone will ever really be able to answer but most thelemites would say it's not yes and i respect them yes um but yeah i mean they've gotten into all kinds of i mean even just during crowley's life All kinds of bad press because of doing sex magic. Yep. Although the public probably didn't even understand that it was magic. Yep. They just thought it was salacious orgies. Yep. Of course, something can be a salacious orgy and also be sex magic. That too is valid. Yep. No, it's... (laughs) That's your thing? Oh, I should mention Vix's least favorite part of sex magic. What's my... Oh... Sometimes abstinence is a good magical technique and not having orgasms. Yes. This is a thing that we did before almost all of our Kleepot workings. Except that last one. Except that last one because we needed to do it in a hurry. Yes. Um, (laughs) And I do feel much better after doing that. I feel much better able to perceive reality and uh, much less like I'm moving underwater all the time. Um, but anyway um yeah not having orgasms and sort of saving it up so that when you're in the middle of the ritual you can really finish out with a big bang and really have lots of sexual tension and energy going into it that will uh 
It definitely heightens things. Yep. Incidentally, we have found mm -hmm. that as we go up the tree of knowledge, we're having more and more full body sensation during sex. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, uh, the um, spheres on the clipote can be related to energy centers on the body or on the sephirote, yep. which is more commonly what it's done. Sometimes people overlay it with the chakra system, which you can kind of do, but it's actually... There's That's... more points, and also, like, the cultural appropriation conversation around that could be... Futsy and... Could be very interesting. Yeah. Um, but the trees are intended to represent a, a body. Um, and so... Yep. Moving up the tree, sort of those energy centers in the body have been waking up, too. And... Um, Yes. Increasing sensation. Yep. Which is really cool. So it kind of comes full circle, our big bad ceremonial sex magic that was supposed to be, you know, towards spiritual elevation has had a side effect of making sex better. Yep. The sex has been... Excellent. Yep. We've also been getting increasingly horny, um, which is kind of bad news because we didn't exactly have low libidos to begin with especially not with each other yeah and especially not vex i have a little more self-control <laughs> you should see the look i'm giving him <laughs> yes you should and you should see the smug expression on my face you smug fuck <laughs> i am a smug bastard um Yes. What else? One can say so much about sex magic. I mean, uh, you don't have to be married. <laughs> that was a thing. A guy early on in the mm -hmm. sort of writings, like Western esoteric. Oh, actually, you know what? That brings me to... Another point. Yeah. You don't have to be fucking heterosexual. No. Don't let anyone be telling you that you need, like, male and female polarities to get anything done. Because that shit is not true. It oh. is stupid. Yep. And especially if you're a Satanist, there is absolutely no call. Yep. Um, you don't need to, like, channel the god and the goddess, even if you're not straight. This is, this is not the Wiccan Great Rite here. Yep. Like, it's fine. I mean, it's good to have some kind of polarity of energy, however you want to define that vaguely. Yep. But the truth is, if you're attracted to someone... You got... You probably do. Yep. You know, if you have compatibility with someone, you know... There's an energy charge there. Yes. So you're fine. Yep. And, you know, maybe it's like a top-bottom or dom-sub polarity, or maybe it's some shit with the elements in your astrological charts or just different aspects of your personalities, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, you know, opposites are probably attracting on some level, and you're fine. Yep. <laughs> you know, it could be a, like, cat person, dog person polarity. Or a really, uh acrimonious difference in musical taste yep that kind of like <laughs> adds a little edge of hate to the sex yep and you love each other but you know he likes lincoln park and you can't stand them so it's always kind of hate fuck i'm gonna shut up now that was a weird place to go with that. i don't know it's freaking like 1 a.m and i'm doing a podcast this is true. If that wasn't funny, just edit it out. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes. So, like, you you got... And, like, you know, even if you're really, really similar to your partner, mm -hmm. the weird mirroring, that, too, will get shit done. Like, yeah, if you're one of those gays who likes fucking people who look nigh identical to you, go with it. Make it weird. You know what? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Do 
there's probably a magical value to that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Although imagining a bunch of Castro clones being secretly into sex magic is really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> i love you i love you too so you know maybe they are maybe yeah. that's why they're like this maybe that's what gives them their powers of being eerily identical to one another yeah no they've been cultivating it through sexual magical rituals for years <laughs> they actually have in fact unlocked the occult secret of human cloning holy shit <laughs> They're all homunculi. This is Satanic Conspiracy Radio with uh, Asher and Vix. Yep. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but, yeah. yeah, like, you know, whatever your orientation, mm -hmm. you can do sex magic and you don't have to pretend to be a different orientation in order to get shit done. Or gender. Yep. Although sometimes pretending to be a different gender is a fun way to get shit done. Yeah. It's up to you. Exactly. I mean, honestly, I'm of the opinion that queers and especially trans people are extremely magic. And I may be a little bit biased in favor of that. But, you know. Yeah. We've talked about the divine androgyne and the infernal androgyne. And yeah. um, that's been a thing for centuries and centuries and i really think there's something to it yeah no and i mean and i think there's something to um <sighs> you know how um magical ingredients you know in fairy tales or whatever are often like hen's teeth or something i mean weird in my a collection of norse myths i had as a child mm-hmm um, literally one of the ropes for restraining the world serpent was made out of, like, the beards of women. Yep. Extremely magical trans people. So, yep. yeah, I'm just saying, like, semen of woman or menstrual blood of man seems, uh... You can do some magic with that shit. You can. You absolutely can. And I have. Yep. And I will do more. Yep. <laughs> um... I gonna say um and yeah I mean like for us I think the most frequent polarity we end up with is I sort of end up embodying the divine feminine as mm -hmm. an idea and you sort of end up embodying the divine masculine but I'm the one doing the fucking yeah um I think we've talked before about how Samael is sometimes portrayed as castrated Yep. And Aisheth as possessing a blind serpent that Samael rides on. And that was definitely involved in the working oh, last yes. night. <laughs> there were all kinds of blind serpents getting ridden on by, uh, yeah. Yep. Mm. Mm -hmm. Me slash Samael. Yep. I don't know. I mean, you seem very comfortable embodying the divine feminine, I... even though you're like... Well, I'm very much not a lady. The divine feminine isn't a lady, though. That's true. It's the divine feminine. True. Very true. Because the divine is beyond gender. Yes. Usually, I don't know. Or has a relationship to gender so weird and incomprehensible. Like, the, yeah. Yeah, their gender is like, you know, green and to the left. <laughs> 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 I love it. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, we've blathered on quite a bit. I think this episode is entertaining. I hope so. And I hope it makes sense. Yes. Both at the same time would be ideal. It would. Hopefully, if you're interested in sex magic, you got something out of this. Mm-hmm. Um... If oh, you, sorry, go ahead. You know, one small tip for sex magicians, one great technique mm -hmm. during sex, synchronize your breathing with your partners. It works. And for what does it work? Intensifying connection. Yes. Bringing up energy. If you're trying to like build energy for a ritual, do that shit. It yeah. works. Yeah. Actually, I, I think we should end this episode with, uh, 
just briefly telling the story of what happened on Christmas Eve. Yes. Um, Twas the night before Christmas, and and all through the house. Satanic fucking noises were heard. Yeah. Hopefully not. Because we were visiting my parents. (laughs) (laughs) And your brother, the Christian Zonarian. (laughs) Oh, he's gay. I know, he's fine. Though still, I don't want my brother hearing our sex noises. It would be uncomfortable. That would be weird. Anyway. Um, we were fucking, and this was before we did all of the, uh, Clipote workings. workings. Um, I just impulsively, um, basically tried to call Samael into me. Yep. And Vix went ahead and called Aisheth into him, uh, right as Vix was about to come. Yep. And then Vix came, and then... We... It worked. The calling worked. Yes, but, like, it's so hard to describe. Basically, for a few minutes there, we felt absolute unity with each other. Yep. And with the entire universe. Yep. And sort of, like, absolute understanding and acceptance of everything. And it was like looking at each other. It was like I could see the face behind your face. Yes. If, and none of this entirely makes sense. Because in mystical my normal exper- state of mind. Because mystical experience is a yeah. nearly impossible to describe accurately with language, mm-hmm. unless you've had mystical experience, and b weird and surreal. But you know, like. I feel like there's so many sex scenes in bad romance novels that are like, I could see into his soul as I looked into his eyes and it was like we became one person. And that's kind of what I expected sex to be like. Like all the time. Yep. And it's usually not. And I've had some very good sex, but... Then we had that. I've, yeah, I've never quite had that like, actually, we are one unit and I see you wholly as yes, yeah. It was really... naked as if stripped of flesh. I don't even know how else to put it. The Incredible. light of life force itself, <sighs> and yeah, there was like weird like. I'm good with words generally, although you might not think that listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, we were sort of like practically spontaneously these sort of lovely phrases. Yeah, just coming out. Yeah, bubbling up from yeah, fuck knows where. And, you know, before I even was like, are you feeling that too? I could tell that we were both feeling it. Yeah. And so, like, if you get the chance to experience sacred unity. Pretty cool. Yeah, no, good shit. Yeah. It can't force it, though. It's a weird thing. <sighs> Just like you can't think your way into a meditative state. You gotta get your yeah. mind to shut up. Yeah, and you gotta practice. And I also think there's an element of... um well, I can't really call it providence in our case, but... Well, we can say infernal providence. Infernal providence. The divine just kind of steps in sometimes, and if you're lucky, you get to be tuned in at that moment, and then shit gets really cool. Yep, it's really nice. And with that... Do we I have a we sa- to... Oh, sa- backward satanic message. I have one. Okay. <clears throat> Why are you like this? Okay, well, until next time, hail Satan, everyone. Hail Satan, this has been Speak of the Devil, the official podcast of the First Church of the Morning Star, where the uh, pastor and the pastor's boyfriend blab about their sex life. Um... (laughs) And this is somehow appropriate. You can find us on... 
uh, Facebook at Speak of the Devil Satanic Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Speak of the Dev. You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever other place you get podcasts, probably. Um, you can email us at Speak of the Devil Podcast 666 at gmail.com yep. for comments on this podcast. Or you can email Morningstar Congregation at gmail.com for questions and comments about the church yes um you know uh, and if you want to send us a chick tract you can shove it up your ass oh but i want one not after it's been shoved up their ass oh true true (laughs) (laughs) i look We honestly find chick tracks very entertaining, but we're not going to give you an address to send them to because we're not stupid. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So. Music. Was by Electric Mirrors, as always. Check them out on Bandcamp. Um, And until next time, hail Satan. Bye. Elvis.